we know that as a destination, we have managed to control the spread of COVID very well, which is credit to the government of Uganda, you know, that defines this destination as a safe destination with the capacity to manage epidemics and the pandemic that we have just had. So that should give confidence to the travelers. Look no further than 8020 Marketing for your marketing communications partner. They provide services including and not limited to branding, multimedia, PR, promotions, employee engagement and events. 8020 Marketing will put their client and their needs first to ensure quality work and a long-lasting partnership. They are located on Plot 20 Bukoto Street and for more information visit Facebook and Instagram and or their website at www.8020marketingug.com The tourism sector contributes about 8.4 trillion Ugandan shillings. That's about 8% of Uganda's GDP and over 7,000 jobs. Now, it's fair to say that the tourism sector is one of the industries most impacted globally. The last physical engagement on the calendar was Puate, and the sector registered several achievements in 2019, with 4% growth locally and 6% in the region. Now, Uganda Tourism Boss's Chief Executive Officer, Lillian Ajarova, said Uganda is rich in nature, wildlife, most notably its diverse, warm tropical climate and people that offer a fusion of adventure, culture, history and great food. It's the best value for money for its square kilometers, more for less and there's something for everyone. She's here with me today. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Lily. Well, thank you very much. I've been following the UTB live sessions on Facebook and your role in steering the collective tourism stakeholder ecosystem to understand what has changed and what will best position the industry to go together and become a force once again in the new normal is commendable. Even the World Bank representative on the first live seminar would testify. Given there's a ban on travel, corporate travel restrictions, event cancellations, and the absolute necessity to socially distance, the global tourism and hospitality sector is reeling from the COVID-19 pandemic. For the sake of our listeners, tell us briefly about the pandemic's impact on the travel sector. Thank you very much. The pandemic has affected each and everyone in the world, in different sectors, but I will speak specifically for the tourism sector in Uganda. As much as we know that the travel and tourism uh, sector around the globe has had similar impact, uh, specific to Uganda, as uh, Uganda Tourism Board, we have taken time uh, to collect data, analyze, and understand what is going on. And from the data that uh, we have so far and the analysis made, the report indicates the impact has by April, there are over 450,000 people who had direct jobs in the tourism services who had already lost their jobs. And we know that a number of um, the operators were still 
hanging in, holding on, hoping that, you know, it wouldn't extend up to June. Uh, so there are more people who have also lost their job by this time. And especially by end of this month, many more will be losing their jobs. We have come to a standstill within the tourism industry. The national parks are closed. No one can travel. We are all locked down. So the operators in this sector, especially the private sector, have no operations going on that has forced them to lay off staff, but also they're getting no income coming in. And that already is affecting the level at which they're maintaining their facilities. If you have business going on, uh, you have to keep things to a certain level. But the maintenance they are doing right now to keep the facilities, you know, maintained is not the same because also they are are greatly impacted because they have no cash flow. The report also indicated that already by 6th April, 92% of the bookings that were made by the hotels, tour companies, travel agencies, 92% of the businesses for this year 2020 had already been cancelled. And we can only imagine that probably even the 8% was later on cancelled after the 6th of April. And based on the value of the bookings that were received, the estimate is that we have had a loss of 541.3 million US dollars in revenue to the private sector. So that is how great the direct impact has been to the tourism operations in Uganda. That's pretty sad. Although this pandemic has got us to realize that there are no rules or playbook for such a situation and the right answer is constantly shifting while the exact timeline of the recovery is unclear, we must plan around the things that we know for sure. Now, tell us about the opportunities you foresee that are presented by COVID-19. There are a number of opportunities as well that has presented themselves with this challenge at hand. One, it has given us time to rethink as an industry on how best we need to step up and do things better. And uh, during this lockdown time, we have taken the time to revision, to re-strategize the different businesses within the sector. And as we speak now, this morning, uh, we launched a the standard operating procedure for the hospitality enterprises, which is supposed to help as the lockdown is lifted and uh, the hospitality enterprises are going to reopen their businesses. There has to be new measures in the face of COVID on how they carry on with their operations. So already we saw the launch happen at the Kampala Sheraton Hotel. And we went through um, a physical experience of how Sheraton has completely 
redesign their setups like in the restaurants the convention rooms conference rooms have been reset with observation of the guidelines you know social distancing the extra precaution with washing of hands you know they're making available sanitizers uh, you know hand washing facilities taking the temperatures, mask, you know, ensuring everybody's having masks. And when we had to go for lunch, you know, uh, it was a buffet lunch, mm-hmm. but the service was completely different from what we were used to. So the guests were not allowed to handle the ladles and serve themselves. So they were being served and then, you know, observing the distance and you know, I mean, it's a new norm and um, it's already in practice with some of the enterprises, which is quite encouraging to know that even during the lockdown, people were actually working to revision and re-strategize how their operations are going to continue. Another opportunity uh, for us as a destination from the point of view of Uganda Tourism Board is rebranding the destination. So we are also working around the clock to make sure that by the time the international borders are opening and uh, we are ready to receive international tourists, we will relaunch ourselves as a destination with a new brand. Another opportunity has also been in diversifying our products. Uh, this has given us opportunity to see uh, what other products we can add on to the list of what we have. As you attended the live chats, I'm sure you have heard us talk about the different things, including religious tourism, cultural tourism, and all that. Where yes, we might be uh, we might be having those products, but we need to develop them better uh, to cater for different segments of the market, domestic markets, the international markets, the regional markets. So that has been one of the other opportunities we that uh, we are now seeing this more clearly with this pandemic as we get out of it. Uh, things are going to be happening in taking a process, you know, as we have also seen already how it's happening in the country, where the lifting of the lockdown is also being done in phases, where the border districts are still locked down completely, and yet uh, the central districts are actually now able to move. So we have seen this, and a lot of work is ongoing in developing new products and new services to add on to uh, the list of uh, what we already have. And also it has helped us to identify new investment opportunities. So that again is an opportunity opportunity. uh, that has come up with this. And another opportunity has been to develop our capacity with the digital, both in terms of operation at different levels. For example, at the launch of the SOP at the Sheraton Kampala Hotel, their menus are not printed anymore. For their the QR scan. So we have all built our capacity in the digital world at various levels. You know, we are all doing it better digitally at operational level with actual services, but also with marketing.
because that's why we have been having this Friday live chats online. Lots of meetings, consultation is happening online. Our digital platforms have greatly improved. Mm -hmm. If you ever followed uh, Visit mm -hmm. Uganda online, you will be able to see that we have greatly improved our presence online. And uh, we will be doing even more and more because there's a lot of training that we are going through right now. I'm really impressed by how there's been such a different camaraderie formed among independent stakeholders with the government that may not have existed before, you know? And your biggest effort has been communicating with stakeholders and government putting things into context. This global health crisis has turned into an economic one. And um, apart from developing SOPs on how tourism players are going to follow the international standards on hygiene and health safety... How are you going to advocate for enough relief measures for the sector? Because in the State of Nation address, the president categorized tourism in the pleasure economy, vulnerable but also beneficial, and that emphasis will only be put to broaden the real economy. It's something that we have already been working on right you know, from day one, knowing that the sector is most affected. We are doing our best to make a case for tourism know in the face of COVID because uh, without COVID it seems to have been obvious that there's not so much investment by government in this sector and yet we are contributing significantly to the GDP, right. to the foreign exchange earnings, mm -hmm. to jobs and um, we just need to make our case. There's some responses we have already seen and I'm sure some people are already informed about how, you know, Parliament approved to waive VAT for upcountry accommodation facilities. And we are saying, no, even the city facilities are equally impacted on. We need that extended to everyone in the sector for now, for this period. So, yes, as much as the response are coming in at a very slow pace, we are not giving up to make a case for tourism. While different sectors and brands will undoubtedly have different priorities during the year, the 8020 podcast is your source of knowledge and insight into what's happening around you. And you mentioned in the live sessions on Facebook that uh, UTB is making sure it's maintaining a strong relationship with the tourism journalists. Knowing what they need to cover, as many have shifted amid this corona, and having the right approach it is critical. Does UTB media strategy need to now shift to find creative ways it can help to sort of inspire a sense of wanderlust and hope among its audience? Yeah, we are in the final stages of our recovery plan. The recovery plan is going to be for three years. We are looking at, you know, to the end of this year to be more of a response time and uh, up to 18 months, you know, from now, we are looking at that as the first phase of the recovery and mm -hmm. then the last one year is full recovery. We have different strategies for these different phases. The strategies for the response have just been like, 
as you have realized, things keep changing every, every week almost. Yes. I don't know how many times the president has addressed us now on yes. the issue of the pandemic. And each time there's an address, there are new measures, there are new things. And so the response is, you know, for the immediate has been changing depending on the changing trends with things. But for the recovery, we have some very definite things that we are going to be embarking on and really doing in a systematic way to be able to have real impact for the sector. We have been working round the clock and um, we are at the tail end of really finalizing the recovery plan. We will be able to also get this launched and inform the sector players on the strategies. And this has also you know, been in consultation with all the different players in the sector. So it will not be something new to them because their input has been sought into this plan. And some tactics are warranted in the market today. A continued spend in SEO, targeted social engagement, PR and information sharing for prospective travelers will help inform decision making. Uh, How does UTB plan on ensuring future visitors are inspired by the unique characteristics and priceless experiences Uganda offers? Well, I must say this is already ongoing. For example, we have a marketing destination representative in the North American market, and they have already come up with some inspiring campaigns to keep destination Uganda in the minds of the North American people. Yeah, really, it's part of what we have in our strategy of the recovery plan, whereby in this phase it is response, but more in after this phase, there's going to be a lot of inspirational stories, inspirational things. You know, we are coming up with more creative way of presenting what Nepal of Africa is. And I just can't wait for us to unleash this to the public. <laughs> and in your yeah. view, what will be the major communication challenges as recovery begins? Communication challenges? Yeah. I don't think there is much of a communication challenge. I think uh, we are already working on packaging the information that uh, needs to go out at the different times because you might have a good information, but if you also don't deliver it at the right time, you might not get the right consumption of it. The different messages that we are packaging now you know, for the different timings as we go along. We are quite confident. Mm-hmm. For okay. example, we know that as a destination, we have managed to control the spread of COVID very well, which is credit to the government of Uganda, you know, that defines this destination as a safe destination with the capacity to manage epidemics and the pandemic that we have just had. So that should give confidence to the travelers, whether domestic travelers or regional or international travelers. I think everybody who is traveling wants to be assured of their safety. Safety in terms of uh, their health, their security, physical security, and I think we have that. And uh, we are putting creativity into how we package these and, you know, present it at different times in different ways. So I stand to be corrected. I understand now from this conversation that the tourism industry will be facing a new reality where all organizations involved 
to convince the hearts and minds of worry travelers whose worries will be centered around the broader topics such as health, status of Uganda and the region, political stability with elections around the corner, the miniature of sanitation practices, washing hands, less contact like Mr. Patrick Bitature mentioned, uh, the new salutation ways because the travelers will want to know more about how safe they will be from catching things along their travels, the role of travel insurance can play, other issues unique to specific models of travel. If I have to check the gorillas, do I have to fly or do I have to just ride there? What are the social distancing measures like for instance, in the air travel options, also just because of cutting costs being a thing, the sensitive travelers, on the other hand, may be looking to just trade down on products and amenities, going for shorter stays and possibly more trips with longer spends and much briefer itineraries. How is UTB to maintain relationship with these stakeholders in order to make sure you are all on the same page with the SOPs? I think basically what we are saying, most of it is already covered in our SOP. And like you said, they're very impressive to the owners or the enterprises in the tourism sector. If you go to Munyonyo right now or speak uh, apartments, you will actually walk through a spray booth. So that means even all your clothing, your whole body, you know, is being sanitized, not just the hands. And the operators have already invested. Those who can afford it have invested already, and these things are in place. So that is the assurance travelers want. And that's why I'm saying, as a country and a destination, we have gone ahead and put these things in place. Some countries do not have the SOPs. We had ours approved today, but we have ours. So that puts us ahead of the game. We do have all the confidence and believe that we are on the right path. Well done. The biggest challenge right now is that we are still in a lockdown, both for domestic tourism or international tourism. But once business resumes, because once the lockdown is lifted, whether for domestic tourism only, we believe that, you know, things will just happen. Because I feel like the overarching sentiment is that passion for travel remains strong. And in the most cases, a sense of optimism is carrying travelers from the current state and social distancing directives, you know, just to their travel destinations. So people are hopeful. And judging from the past, the travel industry will rebound. As people feel isolated in their homes, a few people have been inspired by UTB's on-demand video released during lockdown to travel Uganda. And they look forward to traveling more around the country. What's your advice to SMEs that are operating in the sector right now? Well, our advice is basically for them to make sure they do their best, put in place the necessary measures that will ensure that the guests, the travelers come to their facilities. Because minus that, you know, things are not going to go back to what they used to be. That is out. So however small, medium-sized you know, your business is, the norms have changed. We are not going back to the old ways. 
we just need to work around to see that the basic measurements are put in place for your business to continue whoever is not going to adapt i'm afraid they will have to shut down because the Zedex core has fundamentally been changed and it is to evolve before we go, our friend was courageous and confident to have his music festival, Ugandans, at this breathtaking, beautiful venue in Kabale early February. If you haven't already, check out their page on Facebook. And why do I think the brand was courageous? I mean, families have spent so much money over the festive season and people have little or nothing to spend at this time of the year. And in this our cash economy, you can imagine, yeah? So going into lockdown, I kind of thought probably... They saw this coming. They saw Corona coming. Now, since you mentioned that UTB will be focusing on domestic tourism during and post-COVID-19, is it safe to say that all activities might get scratched off the calendar? Nyege Nyege inclusive? No, we are actually in discussion with Nyege Nyege organizers. And uh, the plan today, unless if things will change, is actually to go ahead with Nyege Nyege. They mm-hmm. haven't cancelled, but they will do it virtual. Till when that time will be right mm-hmm. to be able to bring large crowds together again. This adaptation we are talking about, people mm-hmm. have to adapt. You know, the business owners, but also the consumers have mm-hmm. to adapt to the new ways. So domestic tourism, international tourism, it's the same. The changes requires that we have to do things differently because of the economic challenges we are having. People are going to have to cut down on the length of their holidays. It's going to have to be, but I don't think it's going to be for a long time. Because once everybody has, you know, mastered how to work with this challenge, just like we had with the case of 9-11, I mean, who knew that it would become normal for you to just remove your belts, remove your shoes to pass through the scanner? Yeah, it has become so normal. You don't even think about it. It's automatic. There are things we used to carry in our handbags. You know that it's not allowed for security reasons. You don't carry it, and it has become part of us. So in the same way, it's a matter of time that we are all going to accept these new norms and they will become part of us and people will travel as if there has never been any problem. And as such, it's not just a matter of getting the tourism industry's engine restarted. Like agencies, communicators, creatives should be really working closely with the Ministry of Tourism and Antiquities and its agencies like the UTB, the Uganda Wildlife Authority to help understand and where possible define the evolution of post-COVID-19 tourism. We are very optimistic that soon enough we'll be able to, and through a different lens, explore the world with a newfold appreciation. We thank you so much, Miss Lily, for your time. It's my pleasure. And good luck with steering the ecosystem out of this situation. We are confident we will all come back stronger, better, and bigger. If you want to check out the previous live sessions, go to their Facebook page, Visit Uganda on Facebook for more detail. Thank you so much. Thank you too. Okay. Special thanks go out to Chad Matovu, the sound engineer, Umisha Jiwala for the sounds of Uganda Music soundtrack, Michael Muller and Amanda Felistuama.
Hey!